Wellness Force Radio. Feelings are essential, but they can't dictate our actions. We literally infect each other with our emotions. We came here for a special purpose. Let the purpose unveil itself. Knowing without doing is the same thing as not knowing. They're not just trackers. I'm going to wear this and it's going to help me do the right thing. Wellness Force Radio, episode 147 with Crystal Verba. The coffee enema specifically is uh, formulated for liver detox. The liver is one of our most important detoxification organs. If we are not keeping it clean, if we're not keeping it supported, our health is going to suffer. So for me, my immune system was so overwhelmed, my body couldn't handle the toxic overload of our modern day. And the coffee enemas were able to really support my liver in fleshing out that overload of toxicity. So I was able to exist in the world again and so that my liver was able to heal. And our liver creates a lot of our hormones. So as men and women, we need our livers to be functioning well. What's up, my friend? It's your host, Josh Trent, and welcome back to another episode for your weekly access to global experts in all things wellness as we discover the physical and emotional intelligence we need to live life well. In this podcast, we're talking about something for the very first time, which kind of blows my mind after 150 plus shows. But I think what you're going to most enjoy is the intersection we talk about it in. We're learning and growing from my friend, whole food nutrition and lifestyle coach, women's empowerment and bliss coach, and co-founder of Refresh Natural Health, Crystal Verba. So I'm sure as you can relate, we're so connected online now with social media and email, and I think it's gonna grow even more and more. So when I come across someone on Instagram or Facebook or email, that just resonates with me. You know what I mean? When you just like, I like this person. Well, that's exactly how it felt with Crystal. And when I dove deeper into her story and my research, I found what she's healed from so powerfully in herself, both physically and emotionally, and how she now empowers and heals others. I knew she was going to be an awesome episode, and this show coming up will not disappoint. We're exploring all kinds of interesting things, fascinating things about finding our bliss, true masculine feminine balance, colonics and coffee enemas. And before we get into the show, I'm reminding you how important it is to boost your immune system during the holidays. Well, every day, this life's so fast paced when we're living our max with the full schedule and workouts and stress and everything else the world throws at us. Our immune system is working overtime and needs some support. This is why we partnered with my hometown superfood company, Organifi, who's created the best green juice on the planet. But the cool part is it's not actually juice. Juice, specifically fruit juice, tends to be loaded with sugar. And let's be real, taking apart your Jacqueline 17-piece chrome suitcase every day and scraping off apple mash from the steel grate is pretty much the last thing I feel like doing in the morning. So to make it easy, pick up some Organifi green juice powder which keeps its immune system supporting nutrients intact through their gently drying process. And because you listen to the show, here's what you get 20% off two zero on the entire website over at Organifi.com. All you have to do is enter code wellnessforce at checkout. And the best part is you get all the adaptogenic and nutrient dense micros like chlorella, spirulina, turmeric, ashwagandha, and a ton more. So give your body some love while you save some money and practice self-love today. Just enter your special discount code wellnessforce at checkout over at Organifi.com. So coming up in the podcast right now, we're exploring how Crystal overcame autoimmune disease and heavy metal toxicity, which caused her chronic fatigue and how she healed it through nutrition and lifestyle, as well as the common myths, really the lies that are out there that surround coffee enemas. Why Crystal believes that one of the most powerful things we can do to detox our liver is through coffee enema and how to reset your nervous system through what she calls bliss breaks 
which you have complete permission right now with me and Crystal to take a break and have fun while you grow your emotional and physical intelligence. Let's drop in with Crystal. So I'm talking with Crystal Verba, the founder of the Blissful Woman Project, a woman's empowerment and bliss coach, co-founder of Refresh Natural Health, co-founder of Footprints Conservation Society, and in my opinion, one of the most energetic and feminized versions of the female soul on Instagram with all of her amazing posts. Crystal, welcome to the show. Oh, thank you so much, Josh. So I think it's really unique how we found each other. It was through technology, which, Crystal, we've talked about this on the show so much, like technology can connect, but it also can disconnect. Just to start us off here, there's so much about you on your Instagram, and we're going to link all kinds of fun stuff about you in the show notes. But tell our audience something fun about you that you normally haven't shared on a podcast, just something juicy. Oh, something juicy. Well, I'm a big fan of the hula hoop. I don't know if you've seen that on Instagram. Okay. Okay. So I'm not that good of a hula hooper. I'm sure you're way better. (laughs) I'm actually not that good. I don't know. But there's something about it when I wake up in the morning, regardless of how I feel, if I can turn on some music and just move my body and something about the hoop is so sexy and saucy that it just wakens me up and gives me a kind of feminine, fierce, beautiful energy to bring into the day. When I met you in person, I was thinking, wow, she is just as energetic as I perceived her to be online. Do people come across you and your energy? Are they initially kind of shocked or they just think, wow, this is so fun to be around? I think sometimes I can shock people, but in a in a good way where they're like, hey, sweet, what does she have? Like, what's going on with her? <laughs> I'll have what what's she's she have having. Yes. Well, I'm, I'm excited to talk to you today because there's so many different directions we can go in our conversation. You have an incredible healing journey, which we're going to go through. We also know that you are a coffee bum queen, someone that heals people through your center, through this colonic therapy. We also know that you are well connected in our health and wellness world, and you know so many people that also are healing others as well. But to start us off, you know, you actually were in Hollywood as an actress, but before that, you were in the financial services department of our world. What did that look like? I mean, I'm looking at you now, someone that's empowered in their health, someone that coaches other women to be what you call in bliss. But going back, I mean, financial services to a woman's empowerment and bliss coach, I I don't see the bridge there, right? (laughs) (laughs) Can you build that bridge for us a little bit? Absolutely. You did your research. Well done. (laughs) Um. So actually, I always dreamt of being an actress. So in high school, I was always doing the audition thing. That was my dream. I was going to be a famous actress and inspire the world that way through influence. Uh, When I graduated from high school, I actually went to audition for a role. And it ended up being one of the person that was involved with funding it ran an investment banking firm. And someone had just quit on him, his receptionist. So he brought me in to start there. And it was an amazing opportunity because I was put on the hot seat many, many times. I started writing a lot of the press releases. And from that point forward, it evolved to the point where I was the VP of operations, running teams all around the world. I am an amazing delegator. I, how old were you at this time? How old was I? 22. So you're 22, you're VP of operations. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, no pressure. But I loved it. I mean, I worked well under pressure. I am extremely organized. It made me feel powerful and confident, especially as a woman. That was a really wonderful thing. However, the you know the stock market crashed. There was a lot of stress involved with that. And around the same time, my acting career had really taken off. And I was invited to uh, meet with 20th Century Fox about a role I had done. They wanted to get me there for pilot season. And I was like, all my dreams are coming true. This is everything I wished for. But my body, my immune system, 
everything declined. I couldn't even get out of bed anymore in the morning. And I really had to ask myself, what do I really want? Is this the energy I want in my life? The film industry is beautiful, but there's a lot of negative stuff that comes with that. And it it wore me out. It tired me out. And I had to just pivot my life completely. I want to stop here because I think a lot of people that are listening can understand going through a health complication. It doesn't happen overnight. It doesn't happen in a week. In your case, it was years. But then even before that too, you actually had an anaphylactic response to dairy when you were a kid, which kind of made you feel a little separated from people that would eat certain foods. You know, you weren't like the pizza crew or whatever it was. How did that influence your drive to go to Hollywood? Walk us through that change because I think we spend our childhood kind of adopting all these beliefs and then we have our adult life to get rid of them and to let them go. Mm-hmm. Tell us about the childhood part in relation to the Hollywood and that journey. Well, I absolutely always felt different. I was the kid that couldn't eat milk <laughs> growing up. And that was long before the peanut allergy was really a thing. So my allergy was very unique. Even if someone was cooking cheese, a pizza in a room, I couldn't be in the room because I couldn't breathe in the air that had the cheese particles in it. Wow. So yeah, it was it was really, really serious. However, I didn't take it that seriously because I so badly wanted to be normal. So I would you know, go out to re- a restaurant with friends and I would be eating something and no I was reacting to it, just a minor reaction. My mouth would get itchy, that cross-contamination, but I would eat it anyways because I didn't want to stand out. I didn't want to make a, you know, a scene or make everyone feel bad. Mm -hmm. So over the years, I would do this and eventually my immune system became so ill around the, the time we're talking about with that whole switch that I completely crashed. Really what you did is you just wanted connection and love. And it's so interesting because that's what you produce with others now. So you're this kind of love queen in addition to Coffee Bum Queen, but you spent this first part of your life just figuring out what that looked like. Do you feel like the figuring out when you were younger has given you more power as an adult and as a healer now? Absolutely. And a lot of the work I do is just helping people to honor wherever they are at with their body and to respect that and know that the body's not wrong, not bad, regardless of what it's bringing into your life that you need to deal with. It's all part of your journey. And had I not gone through that, I wouldn't be anywhere near where I am today and I wouldn't be the person that I am today. But the struggles that we go through is what sets us up for the success we have in our life. And I love your mindset too, because we can adopt one or the other. I mean, you have this event that happens. We know events are neutral. You could have taken an event that happened for you, like exiting Hollywood, you know, your dreams come crashing down. There's a couple of years where you were just like struggling with multiple autoimmune conditions. Take us to maybe a point there where someone's suffering right now that's listening and they're going through their own kind of journey that you did. Was there a moment or was it cumulative where you got through that and kind of transcended just the seriousness and the stress of all that? I mean, it must have been incredibly challenging. It was extremely challenging. I remember, so I had my first autoimmune condition that came up was iritis. So that is basically the immune system attacking the eyes. And for me, it was my left eye. So I woke up one day and I thought I had pink eye, which freaked me out, but I had no idea what I was actually in for. So I go to the hospital and nobody had a clue. They knew it wasn't pink eye, but they had no idea what to do with me. So I ended up sending me through the circuit of specialists and eventually someone knew that it was iritis, but they had no idea what to do with it besides give me steroids to bring the inflammation down. And just 
I don't know. My intuition, you know, has always been pretty strong when it came to medicines that would not work well with my body. And I absolutely knew that was one of them. So that created a huge journey of going to see probably every single doctor, neuro-ophthalmologist. They were looking at my optic nerve. It was so swollen. They thought that I was going to develop MS. I was going down a really scary road. But you know, having family around at that time and having my mother was an amazing support to me during that. And when I gave up, she would support me through that. And so I'm not saying that the whole time I was like, no, this is going to, I'm going to get through this. There was times where I crumbled into a ball and couldn't even move. Like I didn't want to even exist anymore. It was too much pain, too much struggle. But on the other side of that, I started to meet people that really supported me. And we can get into that more. But the moment that I met uh, one of the doctors that finally put me on the right course, and he was like, yeah, we deal with this all the time. This isn't a big deal. Here, let us help you. I realized there was a whole world outside of our current medical system here, and amazing people that were willing to take chances and and help me through that. And that's now why I do what I do, because I know what it feels like to feel completely lost at the end of your rope with very little support and needing someone to look at you and say, it's not that big of a deal. I got you. And that is everything when you're feeling like that. Oh my gosh, that phrase, I got you. Uh, We had Alwyn Cosgrove. He talked about his journey through cancer. He was on the show and he said that phrase too. And he says that to his clients now. And just the the weight, the emotional weight, the kind of relief that that phrase you just mentioned gives to clients, I got you. We're all looking for that, aren't we? No matter who we are, what industry we're in, if we're in health and wellness or not, everybody's kind of wanting and kind of craving on a continuous basis, this phrase of, I got you. Yes. How do you communicate that to your clients? Now, what do you do for people to help them heal? Because of what I had to go through, I have seen a lot. And so I was able to bring a lot back into our facility to offer to people. So first of all, just our resources and our connections in that way. And also having been through that experience myself, I am not afraid to take on someone who is at the end of their rope and know that I'm going to be able to provide them with things that they probably haven't heard about before and help them get through that. Moment of truth here for me. I actually reached out to you because I saw some of your work around this healing modality, which is colonics, right? And so I had kind of dabbled my toe in there, but I never actually did anything. And you were actually the one, this is like six months ago, that gave me permission to just explore this, to go ahead and get the kid and purchase the coffee enema. And I got to tell you, like... I felt incredible. Now, a lot of people have a little ambiguity around trying this. Why do you think that maybe we can go over some of the myths about coffee enemas and the power of this uh, healing modality? What got you into this and what do people not know about it? Absolutely. Coffee enemas are one of my favorite topics. So (laughs) let's go. So it was one of the things that initially first really healed me. And now a lot of people think that enemas are strictly for people when they're feeling constipated. That is not the case. The coffee enema specifically is uh, formulated for liver detox. The liver is one of our most important detoxification organs. If we are not keeping it clean, if we're not keeping it supported, our health is going to suffer. 
our blood passes through our liver. There's lots of free radicals, lots of impurities in our bloods, lots of toxins that we need to move out. So for me, my immune system was so overwhelmed. My body couldn't handle the toxic overload of our modern day. So I was reacting to everything. I couldn't walk into the mall. I couldn't deal with scents. Everything triggered me. And the coffee enemas were able to really support my liver in fleshing out that overload of toxicity in my system. So I was able to exist in the world again. And so that my liver was able to heal and our liver creates a lot of our hormones. So as men and women, we need our livers to be functioning well. Tell us about the biology then, Crystal, of the actual detoxification. So the coffee goes in there, there's the solution. What happens on a physiological level to somebody? I mean, how does it go in there and kind of take out the bad? So for people that have never done an enema before, this might be, everyone gets a little bit, yeah, I don't know if I want to go down that road. Uh, there's a tube in my butt. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's really not that big of a deal. We were doing enemas, you know, a hundred years ago, every household had an enema bag or an enema bucket. Yeah. It was something doctors would prescribe it, whether it was a flu or a headache, it was a very common thing. So first of all, I work with people to get rid of that stigma around that because it's really not a big deal. You are going to do an enema, a coffee enema, water enema, whatever you choose in the comfort of your own home. You're going to have a bucket or a bag. I really prefer the bucket because you can clean it easier. You're going to put the solution, let's say the coffee in the bucket, and you're going to set up a nice space on your floor, a towel on the floor, even a pillow for your head, make it comfortable. And then you're going to take that tube and you're going to insert it probably an inch, inch and a half into the rectum. There's no pain, no mess nothing like that. When the coffee starts flowing into your system, it's uh, traveling from your portal vein up into your liver and it's stimulating the production of glutathione. And glutathione is a master antioxidant. So the whole time you're holding the coffee and we want to hold it for about 12 to 15 minutes, your blood is filtering through your liver probably two, three, four times while you're holding it. And that is cleansing all the impurities in our blood. This is an amazing treatment for anyone that suffers with migraine headaches, anyone that suffers with um, sensitivities, allergies. If you wake up one day and you are in a mood, our liver holds so much of our sadness, so much of our anger. So if you're feeling stuck, and I have worked with a lot of clients who are on antidepressants, um, who have been suicidal, they start doing coffee enemas and it just clears that pathway energetically and physically for the body to start functioning well again. Oh my gosh, I kind of want to go do one this week again, because it's been about a month since I've done it. I've done it three times since we connected on Instagram. What would you say for people that are a little timid, Crystal, a little scared to go in there because they're like, I don't know, should I be doing that? What, what's going to happen if it goes wrong? Can you give people that deep breath and kind of that I got you that you mentioned earlier around this coffee enema so that they can just give themselves permission to explore? Because yes. at the end of the day, does it really matter the tools we use as long as we get the result we deserve? Exactly. And with the coffee, I always say there's nothing you can do to hurt yourself. This is a like a small tube. You're inserting it a very small amount of the way. I mean, that area is meant to expand. So you're not going to cause yourself any pain. Uh, a lot of people are concerned about losing bacteria. Oh, if you do enemas, if you do colonics, you're going to lose bacteria. The bacteria we are losing is transient bacteria that comes out anyways with our bowel movements. So we're not losing the special, like the important bacteria that are in the mucosa lining. That is there to stay. And so we're moving 
figuring stuff out. The only thing I say to people, and in your case, you're you're not going to have any issues doing coffee enemas, um, you know, in that schedule. If someone is doing a coffee enema every single day, they may want to keep an eye on their electrolytes. Besides that, there is really nothing you can do to harm yourself. Give it a shot and see how you feel. And that is the first thing I tell people: you have to at least do three before you tell me what you think, because the first time. You're going to stumble and you're yeah. not going to be sure. And it's going to be a new experience. And you might, you know, the bucket might fall on you from the countertop, which did happen to me the first time. So, you <laughs> oh know, <my laughs> you really have to give it the three times before you formulate an opinion and to see how your body feels. And our inner wisdom is always going to be the strongest thing we can turn to, regardless of what we read or what we hear. Give it a shot for yourself. See how you feel. And then, then let's talk. And what's interesting too is the coffee part. It's dilating, it's cleaning. What is it about the actual coffee though? Why not any other just saline solution or uh, you know, maybe some essential oils dropped into it? Why the coffee specifically for the healing element? So the coffee uh, stimulates production. It has a, the glutathione S transferase in it. So that is going to help bind to toxins. It's the caffeine and the theobromine that really create that uh, detoxification process. And interestingly enough, they were first used during World War One. I. I don't know if you know this story. No, I love this. Okay, please. So during World War One, there was nurses that were treating wounded soldiers, and they couldn't find clean room temperature water to use. And all soldiers had to have enemas before going into surgery. So one of the nurses there decided just to use some of the doctor's coffee. Last minute had to make a choice, use the coffee. And they started doing that because they were running out of water. Now, the soldiers that had the coffee enemas as opposed to regular water enemas reported less pain immediately, and they healed much more rapidly. So flash forward to Dr. Max Gerson. Now, Dr. Max Gerson really brought coffee enemas to the mainstream back in the 1920s. He hired a panel of scientists to research into why this would have worked because he was a doctor going to medical school and he had chronic migraine headaches. And no matter what his instructor said, what research he did, he couldn't heal himself of migraine headaches. So he was on a journey to figure that out, came across this about the nurses using coffee, hired the scientists, and that's when they went went into it and discovered the properties of the coffee that stimulate the detoxification, cleansing of the blood, and regeneration of the cells in the liver so that people can start to fully heal again. He's passed away now, but his daughter still, Charlotte Gerson, runs the Gerson Institute, primarily a cancer treatment facility, and they do amazing work with people that are in a chronic condition. So the story blew me away. Thank you for sharing that. I saw the Gerson documentary. I think it's still on Netflix, right? Where it talked about the coffee enemas in that uh, documentary. I haven't seen it on Netflix, but that I'm going to check for it. Okay, you get to check it out. So if you're listening and if you're feeling a little bit inspired by this or sparked, we're going to link everything in the show notes today. And Crystal has actually offered you 10% off of the kits that she sells from her Refresh Natural Health in Canada. So make sure you check that out. You can just tap your iPhone right now. Or if you're watching this on YouTube, we'll link it in the YouTube as well. Crystal, I want to pivot though, because we talked about the way that you've healed we talked about the way that you heal others. We also know that there's an energetic capacity to healing beyond just the tactical stuff, right? So coffee enema is one healing tool. So is nutrition. So is sleep. So is exercise. But also so is our thoughts. 
so is the stories that we tell ourselves. Has there been a guideline or maybe a North Star when you had to kind of recreate a North Star after those two years where Hollywood went away and you were stepping into this new version of you? How has the mental training you've gone through helped? Do you have a guideline that you could share with someone for the mental training to have them get through that threshold of change? So for me, because I had been such a driven woman in my you know early twenties, getting sick was not in my schedule. And I don't have time for this. No, it frustrated me. It was slowing me down. I didn't understand the lesson that was about to come from that at the time. So I had to slow down. I had to drop into meditation. I had to start writing from a creative place again, as opposed to a place for press releases and, you know, executive summaries. I had to drop back into myself and take that time. And for me, it it became a lot about embracing my feminine side. So everyone has masculine and feminine energy. We are always in a state of trying to harmonize that. And for me, I had gone so far into my masculine, even the left side of my body was always in pain and the left side represents our masculine. So I had to do a lot of work, a lot of yoga, a lot of reading, writing, rediscovering me and what what is like a part of me that is special that I bring into the world since it wasn't going to be the acting anymore. Doing that really dropped me down into my feminine again. And from there, I realized how much energy and strength comes from that as well, that it doesn't have to be this masculine driven energy to show up in the world I want in the way I want to. I can really harmonize those and bring, you know, both sides to the table. All right. A lot of people hear the term drop into the feminine. What does that actually mean? Because I think, you know, if you're into spiritual work, that's one thing. And a lot of people listen to the show are. But what if you don't know what that means? I mean, that term dropping into the feminine. What does that actually mean? I think it's going to be unique for each person. For me, dropping into the feminine is taking that time to say no to the rest of the world and say yes to myself, to honor my natural rhythm in the world, to honor if I need to sleep in in the morning, to honor if I just need to take a day up at the spa to relax. And that goes for men and women. This isn't just for women. Men push themselves so hard and they're always trying to show up for the women in their lives, their family, and taking that time to settle into themselves and creating space for themselves. That's where true harmony and that healing can begin. And, uh, and for me, it's, it's a lot of that. It's taking that time. It's doing the hula hooping in the morning because it brings me joy. I mean, the feminine is going to be, yes, a lot of those softer activities, but it's also dropping into our intuition and allowing our higher self or however you want to refer to that to speak through you. And it really is a force to guide you in the right direction in your life. So you're not always banging on the wrong doors. And it's so just exhausting, isn't it? I mean, everyone that's listening, I don't know the first thing about being a woman, obviously, but I can see that the challenge would be in our modern world where it's very masculine dominant, Crystal, where people are always expected to be doing. And there's not like a lot of room to just be. How do you think tactically women can start stepping into this? I mean, you coach women in this. You're an empowerment coach. Uh, You're really a bliss specialist, as we talked about in your opener. How do you do this from an ABC perspective with women when they first come into you and you're like, wow, this woman gets to drop into her feminine right now? Mm -hmm. So the first thing I always have men and women do is go, I am blissful when. 
when do you feel the most bliss? When are you fully in your body and experiencing joy? And if we make a list of 10 to 20 things that bring you the most bliss and you are not doing those things often, there's a huge imbalance there. So right away, we are going to create space in your schedule to start doing those things more often. And the more you do them, the more you remember why they're so important to you and that they support all the other driven things that you want to do. I'm never going to coach women to just drop into their feminine and check out a life and stop working and building and growing because that is not me. And for so long, I felt like if I took the time to do the things that brought me bliss, I wouldn't have time to do all the things I had to do. But now I understand that you just schedule those things in, create that harmony and it really supports you on the upwards turn towards your dreams. It's such a paradigm shift because I think I know where someone's brain might be going right now. And they're like, Crystal, you don't understand. In order for me to do the thing, I have to be my masculine. What do you say to that? I say, let's create some space in your schedule to drop into your feminine. And then you can be in your masculine the rest of the time. Ah, so good. So Yeah. So let's say even 20 minutes a day. What is something 20 minutes a day you could do? Maybe it's just reading a book. Maybe it's dancing. Maybe it's yoga. Maybe it's going for a walk in the forest. Maybe it's eating something that brings you joy, like really indulging in like a raw chocolate and experiencing that. I'm always looking for ways that we can actually create more uh, anandamide in the brain. So anandamide is our bliss chemical. And that word ananda is Sanskrit for bliss. We have literally had a word for bliss longer than we've had many other words. It is that important to our well-being. So we're always looking for ways, just even if it's a short period of time, to re-experience that. This bliss is the same as a piece of salmon or broccoli or whatever it is. I mean, it's nutrition. So if we're taking in bliss as nutrition and we're drinking high quality water and we're getting great sleep and we're moving and we're still doing things, it's not like we're going to stop our responsibilities, right? There is a way to plug all of these things in. We don't have to just focus on 100%. I'm just going to like take off work for six months. That's not realistic. But when we look at the nutrient value of bliss. Yes. So for women that want to consume more bliss, right? How do they do this? The consuming of this nutrient. Yes. Bliss is definitely the missing nutrient in our lives. So uh, raw chocolate itself is amazing source of bliss. So women who are craving chocolate, I don't want you, women or men, I do not want you to go out and get a cheap chocolate bar at the store that's full of milk and sugars and things. But if you can get like a really good raw chocolate, that is actually boosting anandamide in your brain. It's incredible. Also, CBDs will boost anandamide in your brain and bring relaxation. So there's there's actual sources of food and supplementation you can go to. And then it's the activities that bring you the bliss as well. And I found, just to cycle this back to the enemas too, I found when I was working with clients and coaching them, the difference between someone who short-term success, did the diet changes, had the success versus someone who had long-term success, the difference was the bliss. The difference was the amount of time they actually gave themselves to do these other lifestyle activities, to integrate fully within themselves so that they can tap back into their intuition. Because you know when you wake up in, uh, one morning, you are not going to be that productive. You're not in a really good space. But if you have your tools, if you understand that bliss is your missing nutrient, maybe you don't need to run to the coffee or the sugar or the uh, nootropics to really fire your brain up. Maybe it's just a simple exercise to bring you back into bliss. And from there, you move forward in your day. 
So somebody's listening and they're thinking, okay, I'm going to plug this into my calendar. Would you actually recommend that they plug in these bliss moments, that they plug in like two hours where it's just like literally titled feminine two hours, feminine hour? Yes, I mean, absolutely. tactically, is that where people go? For people doing an hour or two hours, it might be a bit much. What I like to have my clients do is 90 minutes of focus with a 20 to 30 minute bliss break. So that would just be getting out into the sun and feeling it on your face, opening up a few pages of your favorite book, doing just a 20 minute yoga routine. Our focus, we can only possibly be in our masculine driven focus for a 90 minute period. We can push it further than that, but we're not going to be as effective. So if we take that 20, 30 minute bliss break, we're able to come back to our focus and really feel embodied and balanced in our masculine energy as well. And I love where we've gone so far because we understand the masculine is a necessary component of life, but doing anything too much, I mean, grinding an ax will eventually make it dull, right? You can only grind it for so long. And so when we understand this polarity, David Dita talks about this. We've mentioned this on the show a few times, this arc of polarity between the masculine and the feminine. Right now, I believe, Crystal, that this whole mechanism is under attack. We have a society that we talked about earlier where we are expected, either man or woman, to be in that masculine. What do you think is really going to a heal this arc of polarity and then b what's blunting this what's what's making men and women feel this friction more and more around just higher levels of masculine energy because let's be honest sometimes the man wants to be in his feminine and sometimes the female gets to be in her masculine but the arc of polarity needs to be there why is the arc of polarity under attack right now for women, I think that we all rose up together through the voice of feminism. And at a certain point, that voice became unhealthy and imbalanced. And I do believe that we're starting to see a lot more women create space for the men in their lives and allow for them to fully embrace their masculine as well. And we see this with relationships too. And I do relationship coaching with men and women. And if the women woman is able to step back into her feminine and do a lot of beautiful things for herself, all of a sudden there's a mutual respect that starts to happen. She's seeing her man in his masculine doing his thing and they're supporting each other in that harmony. If women are constantly driving things forward, they don't leave space for the men to support them. Women have gotten into a space where they're like driven and masculine and don't need nobody, don't need no support from my man. But if they can slow down and create that space, all of a sudden the men feel like they have room as well to be however that shows up. And Alison Armstrong, I don't know if you're familiar with her work, but she is just so beautiful when it comes to explaining the polarity between men and women and how we can properly respect each other and stop fighting each other and really, really create that space to embrace our differences. Oh my gosh, you articulated that so perfectly. And I'm so curious here for you, you're in relationship, you're also an entrepreneur, you're doing a lot of things with the amount of tasks that you complete each day and being in a committed relationship. How have you created that dynamic around the integrity and having that arc be such a strong thing uh, for you and your relationship? I create a lot of space for my partner to be however he is, to have his slower moments, to have his driven moments. And I, I see that when I don't, not to lack of a better word, when I don't nag, when I just allow him to find his flow, it releases me from attachment because I'm in my own flow as well. And he is that mutual respect for myself. And we both schedule in 
time for each other, time where we can fully embrace, go out in nature, do something that brings us back into harmony, both have a mutual respect for the natural environment and the bliss that we need to bring in our lives. Because otherwise, there's always work to do. Always. We would be in front of our computers 24-7, never connect, never do anything. So that time does need to be scheduled. Uh, yeah. And just having that mutual respect for each other and knowing the other person's always doing their best. Thank you for sharing that. And, and I want to go back to, because we've had many people write in about this topic, requesting more relationship conversations on the show. And by the way, how our health relates to how we show up in relationship, right? So whether you're using the tools of coffee enema or a clean diet or sleep, all of that relates to the energy that we bring into a space. And so right now we have this environment in our society where I do believe that this arc of polarity is under attack. You've given us some tactical things we can do, yet I still feel like there is a pain body left over from these centuries and centuries and centuries of women's suffrage. I mean, women did not have it easy for a long time, and even now they still don't. However, myself, my generation, I'm 37 years old, I believe that we are the most conscious and especially the one coming up right behind us. How do we do this? How do we dance and have bliss together in this space of knowing there's still the ripple of that pain body from women's suffrage, yet we have conscious men that want to hold space and have permission to be a man without offending too many women about them just being a man? Mm -hmm. It's a big question. So I'd love to explore this with you. Yeah, definitely. I, I think that women need to go further into their feminine, almost to an extreme point to remember what that feels like, to embrace that pain. And I do a lot of cycle work with women because in each phase of, of the moon cycle, we're going to be uh, in a different sensitive state. And so to know that during menstruation, we're going to be a bit more sensitive, a bit more tapped into our intuition to create space, to dive into that and ask ourselves the hard questions and really feel that pain, really, really feel it. Allow that pain to flow through you. Allow yourself to ask the hard questions. What do I really want? What are my deepest fears? To really take things to the edge of your fears, of your limits, and then you'll be able to kind of calibrate yourself better when you return to the world. So at any point, men and women, I suggest taking a full week off, disconnect completely from your responsibilities, your technology, and ask yourself again what you really want. Where are you right now? What's causing you pain and suffering? Because a lot of what we have is just genetically coded into our being. It's from generations in the past that isn't even ours anymore. So we need to feel that, address that, and let it actually pass through us instead of always holding it in our different chakras, in our throat chakra, and not really speaking our truth. We're holding it in our heart and we're guarding our heart. Like we need to just allow that to exist within us so it can flow through us and out. It's like doing an enema. You just got to get it out. <laughs> okay, stop right now. Rewind those two minutes. Listen to Crystal again, because my big question, which you completely addressed, was this changing polarity between men and women based on the suffrage. It's really being present in the moment. And I know that's probably not an easy answer. It might not be a sexy answer, but being in the moment is a skill set. It's part of our brain where we actually wire it in to be in the moment. Now, if we're experiencing stress, if we're going through health issues, if we're not taking possibly coffee and M as a tool, how can we be blunted from being in the moment, Crystal? Because there's certain things that kind of get in the way of us being in the moment, having the awareness, and then knowing actually how to shift to this bliss point that you talk about. Walk us through that first piece of just daily habits you have for yourself around health and how that relates to you being in a present moment. 
So first thing when I wake up, I do not turn my phone on. If I turn my phone on, I am on someone else's schedule the second I open my eyes. So I have to leave that alone. And that has taken a lot of work because I'm always like, oh, but I need to set up my day. So what's going on? What does everyone need from me? And it's so important not to do that because that is when we start to spin out of control and feel overwhelmed by the tasks in our life. And that's going to make us create no space for bliss or health, spiritual, physical, nothing. You're just going to be in task mode. So that's number one. I always drink a large glass of water. Sometimes I make myself a yerba mate tea. I put different mushroom powders in it. I try to do something special for myself first thing in the morning that brings me joy. And then I can sit down and truly dive into things. I do an enema probably once every three days, just given the toxic overload of the environment we live in, what I know about my genetic pathways, my methylation issues. I know my body needs that extra support, especially in the beginning for people. I would recommend doing the enemas more often. So that's something that's part of my routine. If I'm not doing an enema, I'm doing something else like skin brushing or or a hair treatment. I love this hair treatment that I do. I put egg yolks and, and um, red palm oil from a sustainable source in my hair and it just makes it so soft. So I'll do those little feminine things to remind me of that, that harmony in within myself. And then I'm ready to take on the day and the day will unfold how it unfolds. But I usually set the 90 minute timers in my phone. I go in deep dive focus. Nobody's getting through when I'm in that space. And then I come out and I'm like, yeah, I did it. And then I get that time to myself. So no matter who you are, man or woman, I mean, parent or single, you can do this. It's just taking that deep breath, Crystal, what I'm hearing from you and just actually putting it in. I mean, literally putting it in your iPhone, having it be an appointment for yourself. Like I'm going to date myself for these next 90 minutes. You know, I'm going to show up for myself. I'm going to take whatever kind of self-care I want to have and I'm going to lock it in. We talk so much about not just how these enemas are tools, but also how we can show up energetically in relationship. Do you feel like you can communicate anything more or did we communicate as much as you feel is necessary about our health and how it shows up in relationships? Well, if we are not feeling good within our body, if we have stagnant energy in our body, if we are overloaded with toxins and stress, so internal, external toxins, we are going to word vomit and energetically vomit on all the people in our lives. And so when people first come and start working with me, usually they're not in a good place. If I start talking to them about bliss right away, they're going to run in the other direction. But if we can focus on the physical healing first and really flush that out, then we can get to the spiritual stuff. But I find that we really need to unburden the body physically first, and then we can move into the deeper realms of spirit and, and the feminine masculine balance. Oh my gosh, so powerful. That's why we focus on physical and emotional intelligence here on Wellness Force. And also, Crystal, when we look at many of the people that are at that bleeding edge of consciousness, of health and wellness, most people start with the physical first because we are the spirit having a you know beast experience, right? We're in this physical form in a rock in the middle of outer space. This is the last part of the show. I'm so excited to ask you these questions. It's seven fast questions for Crystal's truth. Are you ready? Well, okay, I'm ready. The first question is, what makes you laugh the most in life? Uh, myself. <laughs> I, uh, I bang into walls all the time. I'm a bit of a klutz and I've just learned that in life, you just got to laugh at yourself. So I'm, I'm just always having fun and, and enjoying my moments of silliness. You have gone through many thresholds of growth and change. Looking back, something in the moment that felt terrible, that felt overwhelming. How do you see it now as a gift? 
when I was told I might develop MS, I thought that that was going to be my life. And in that moment, I found a power within myself that I didn't know I had to heal. And now when I move forward, there's no challenge in my life that I don't feel I can't take on. What has been one of the biggest mentors or energies in your life? I'm sure you have several. You're probably a book and an audible nerd like me. <laughs> Do you have someone, though, that comes up when you think of inspiring you? Who's inspired you on your path in health and wellness? I would say Alison Armstrong was a huge inspiration for me and also Dr. Michael Gerber, who supported me on my health journey. When you're traveling, what goes in your bag? What are crystals go to for the plane ride or a car ride? I mean, what do you take with you to snack on? So, well, first of all, I always have the casino, the the meditation device when I go onto a plane with the big both noise canceling headphones because I need to block that all out. That is a very stimulating environment. In my bag, I always have sardines. I have sardines. I will have a trail mix. I love mulberries. I'll have that with me and a lot of books because I can never decide what I'm going to want to read five minutes down the road. If someone is listening to you and they're feeling inspired, they have gotten so much ideas about what they can do. I mean, you've told people literally 15 things they can do today. What is one thing though they can do to drop into this bliss, specifically moms? Let's go to the moms right now, because I think that was my struggle as a youth is my mom was ungrounded and she didn't have kind of a, a home base of calmness to operate from. For all the moms listening to you, Crystal, how can they drop into this bliss? What's one thing they can do literally when they put the phone down or tomorrow morning? They need to ask for help. They need to create that space for themselves. So even if it's just two hours in your day to fully disconnect and ask yourself again what you want, as opposed to always showing up for everybody else, if you take that time for yourself, you'll have more time for others. If you were out there in the political view, let's say that you were controlling a city or community or thousands and thousands of people, and you knew that some of the policies that are around health and wellness are hurting people, and you have the power to change it. What's one policy you might enact in regards to nutrition or health and wellness for a community that you got to uplift? I would create more centers like the one I run where we're not afraid to take chances and really support people with alternative healing that has been taken away from us with the pharmaceutical companies taking over. You've had some great answers here. These were totally unscripted. You did not know I was going to ask you these, and these have all no been fantastic. Let's go. <laughs> the last question for the episode today is around wellness. We know that you've had many things you've gone through that have allowed you to step into your power and heal people now, but what do you define as wellness for you? What does wellness look like for you, not just in 2017, but as you look forward to the rest of your life, how would you define wellness? Wellness to me is being in touch with myself. So that is intuitive eating instead of listening to every new diet trend that comes out. It's really honoring myself each day. So I wake up and what I did yesterday might not be the same as what I do today because I'm listening to my body. It is not you know, being a fitness guru that looks healthy but doesn't feel healthy on the inside. It is a balance, that the harmony of the energies within us, the spiritual energy, the emotional energy, and the physical energy, all in harmony, working together with you at the forefront of it, knowing yourself so well that you make the choices for yourself. 
So powerful. And this is what I felt from you the whole time we've talked today and in person is this word that comes to mind when I think of you and it's harmony, Mm -hmm. this harmonious flow of understanding that our past doesn't define us. We can go through anything. And as long as we call on the support we deserve and we're willing to take the inventory, that's what I felt from you. You were just willing to look at the truth. Thank you for being this reminder for everyone, for myself. Where can people learn more about what you're up to for the new year and uh, where can they pick up the enemas? Because this 10% off, like we need to do this. It's just one of the tools that we have in our lives that can give us that kind of mental break, that mental clarity. Tell us both those things. Absolutely. So for the enema buckets, it's refreshnaturalhealth.com. You can go to the store there and use the Wellness Force 10 discount to get 10% off. We do ship everywhere in the world. As well, I have my whole diet regime that initially set me off at liverreset.com. And for those of you that are interested in the work I'm doing with the masculine and feminine balance. I'm very active on Instagram, on Facebook at Crystal Verba, and you can check out the new moon cycle chart and program we have at wildembodiedwomen.com. Now, this is a new project for you, the Wild Embodied Women. Oh, I'm women. so excited about Why is this coming through? What's what's the deal? What's the timing on this? You know, for me, uh, one of my new, not challenges, but something I'm embracing in my life is really working in business with other women. I've always been in a very masculine, you know, world working with a lot of men. And I've, I've learned how to navigate that really well. I now desire to work more with women in business. And so a very good girlfriend of mine and I have joined forces. She's an amazing businesswoman as well for wild embodied women. And we are so passionate about helping women understand their cycles and how it connects to the moon and to do that with someone else. So it's not all on me. So I can ask for the support. So I can say, Hey girl, I'm actually really busy today. Do you mind doing that thing? And having someone who has my back feels really good and is a new adventure for me. Mm, Thank you so much for sharing and for coming on the show. I so hear you and see you around this piece of letting in the support, right? That's why we have a producer for Wellness Force. That's why we have someone that helps us write. Like I was doing it, Crystal, for so long by myself and I was so overwhelmed. And it took me just literally deciding. I was like, you know what? I get to call on the support that I deserve. So if you're listening to Crystal, let that support in. Like let the support come in today. You don't need any more permission than if you're feeling like, do I want the permission? You got it. We got you. Thank you, Crystal, for coming on the show. You too. We'll talk soon. Bye. Hey, my friend, thank you for hanging out and growing with me on today's show. Remember to hit subscribe, share this podcast with somebody you care about that you think gets to hear this message. Support the show by leaving a five-star review for the podcast right now, simply by tapping on your show artwork on your iPhone. Click that purple link that says review this podcast. It helps the show reach more conscious and smart people like you, and your voice will attract more world-class guests that want to come on the show. So let them hear your voice. For all the downloads, videos, links, and free resources mentioned on the episode, go to wellnessforce.com forward slash radio. And while you're at my house on the web, join us in the Wellness Force community newsletter on that page and I'll send you four free guides around staying healthy with your eating, moving, and sleeping while you travel. Join a group of people like you over at the Wellness Force community Facebook page. This is where we talk about the things that really matter. We share our wins, inspirations, struggles, and a lot more. So join us, tap on the show artwork on your phone and hit that purple link that says join the Facebook group and I will welcome you at the door. Okay, now you get to go out into your world and create impact for the people that you care about. So until I see you again real soon, I'm wishing you love and wellness.